like to welcome you to this very special episode on National Security Clearance Appeals. And specifically, we're going to continue our travels through the National Security Adjudicative Guidelines. And today we're going to talk about a very special guideline, which is used frequently by the Department of Defense and other agencies of the federal government to revoke your clearance. Uh, what I'm speaking about is Guideline E, Personal Conduct. This is your host, Attorney Alan Edmonds. I've been practicing national security law and military law for over 45 years. And uh, my law firm, the Edmonds Law Firm, has offices coast to coast to serve your needs and answer your questions. And I'm delighted to talk to you today about this important guideline. It's a guideline that you'll see often on all kinds of statement of reasons, which as you know, is the first uh, level of a revocation denial with the right of appeal that comes from the uh, CAS at uh, Fort Meade. The uh, process for responding to an SOR has been described in earlier episodes, and I hope that you'll take time to review them. But today I want to talk to you about Guideline E, Personal Conduct. Uh, when you get a statement of reasons and it contains Guideline E allegations, it's very important because it appears to be very simple and straightforward, but it has many areas that are uh, convoluted and not easily perceived relative to the requirements of a formal response. So let's get started. Let's talk about this um, guideline E. And before beginning, uh, I want to state, as I always do in these um, episodes, that I'm available for your questions at 800-481-2526. Um, I'm delighted to talk to you. Um, the format uh, of those conversations can be confidential or can be just general in nature. And uh, we are prepared to take your calls across the United States and actually around the world. We have active duty clients deployed as well as civilian engineers and contractors deployed all over the world. And uh, for that reason, we are open seven days a week to assist you. You're uh, important to us and your clearance is important to you. And uh, we make a remarkable team. So I hope you call us. Back to guideline E in the security clearance directive, it says that uh, the government is concerned about questionable judgment, lack of candor, dishonesty, or unwillingness to comply with rules and regulations. And uh, it has to do with uh, your failure to provide truthful and candid answers during a national security investigation. And that investigation takes many forms. It can be a questionnaire such as an SF-86, commonly referred to as EKIP, or it can be an investigative interview, or it can take uh, the form of a uh, interrogatory, written questions sent to you. And you should be on high alert during all three of these phases, especially the SF-86. Some of you make mistakes and you repopulate a new SF-86 that you're being asked to complete for an upgraded clearance or a new job, and you repopulate it with previous SF-86 answers 
and that gets you in hot water. Um, frequently in the SF-86, uh, detailed answers are being sought by the government, and um, you overlook some items. And this comes in many, many formats, but usually it's drug use, past drug use. It can be associations with foreign nationals. It can be addresses where you previously resided and lived. And you should know that the government is very concerned about where you live. They use, that a, use it as a basis to do criminal background checks in the city or towns that you list. Um, other areas that we see where mistakes are made under guideline E are resumes. You type a resume uh, for an employer and uh, the government gets their hands on it. Either you furnished it or they find it in an employment file. And they find out that the resume is not accurate. Perhaps there's uh, a gross misrepresentation about education. On the military side, we've seen military officers that misrepresent their medals and awards that they're entitled to. And the government catches that. Um, we also find an interesting new development under guideline E, which is the reports and recommendations and evaluations that you do as an employee of either coworkers or of certain projects that you have with coworkers. And you're asked to discuss their role on that project and their accomplishments and you misstate information. So you've gotta be uh, very careful that's something brand new that after all these years I've been doing this, the government is now looking at misrepresentations in the workplace that you make about coworkers. And then they're citing it in a guideline E personal conduct allegation on a statement of reasons to remove your clearance. The uh, DOD directive requires you to cooperate uh, truthfully in uh, furnishing answers to the national security investigative process. And uh, a lot of times it's, this gets you in hot water because many clients uh, fill these out and they come up short with details. They get asked by an investigator to uh, create a response almost, especially in the number of drinks that people use for in alcoholic cases or the number of times you smoke marijuana or the number of times that you've done certain drugs. Um, as I say to my clients, no one keeps a diary about how many beers you have at a bar, how many times you smoke marijuana in college. And you shouldn't guess and you should not agree to a range that you really have no idea uh, whether it's accurate or not. The investigators will twist arms to get you to agree to a number of how often you've done something in a week or a month. And then they'll multiply by the number of weeks or the number of months and it looks like you are a real habitual drug or alcohol abuser. Um, it's better to say, I don't know or I don't recall when you're confronted with that. Um, but deliberately providing false or misleading information is a basis uh, for a guideline E allegation. And another area where we see this arise is in medical reports. Some of my clients have had extensive medical treatment, either therapeutic, uh, psychological, 
uh, or medical. And during those doctor's visits, they have made representations about their medical history. Well, you should know that the Department of Defense is going to secure a copy of those records. And if you indicated to a doctor last year or five years ago or 10 years ago that you had a problem with alcohol or that you used uh, recreation drugs and uh, or that you used uh, LSD or mushrooms and you indicated that the use may have been one or two times a week, uh, that's recorded in your reports, uh, the medical reports, and the Department of Defense will get those. So if you subsequently indicate you've never used drugs and there's a medical entry from a report that you forgot about, then you have a guideline E allegation, which is failure to be truthful and candid. So you want to get copies of all your old medical reports, certainly, and see what's going on. <clears throat> guideline E allegations are serious, but they can be overcome by mitigation. And the Edmonds Law Firm is expert at putting together a presentation of you that mitigates the government concerns. And Guideline E allegations can indeed be defeated through mitigation. And we have a list of 17 items that we uh, have our clients work with their legal team in our office to develop that overcomes the guideline E allegations and they can be overcome uh, not by people that are not trained but by skilled attorneys that know how to do this and uh, we do this monthly for our clients. Um, another area that is frequently cited for guideline E is the failure to abide by rules and regulations. What we see most often is a violation of uh, rules and regulations around secured spaces, such as a skiff. You bring your cell phone into a skiff. You leave a door unlocked or partially closed at a skiff. Um, and uh, or you provide access to a skiff or secured area to a coworker, And uh, that's a violation of rule, rules and regulations. I mean, I could spend hours talking about all the rules and regulations that we as human beings have to abide by. Uh, one of the most frequent that comes up are traffic rules and regulations and laws, DUI uh, provisions where you can get a drunk driving charge, or you have traffic tickets, or you have speeding tickets. And you're, I can hear you say, what, is the government really concerned about traffic tickets and the answer is absolutely yes they are and i've represented people that have 10 and 20 speeding tickets at a hearing on a security clearance issue another area that frequently arises is uh, results from domestic relationships you have a partner and uh, you get in a fight with that partner the police are called and subsequently a restraining order is issued. Um, that can happen on base for active duty and it can happen in the civilian world for people that are not in the military, but the net result is the same. As soon as you have a restraining order issued, uh, that's personal conduct. And that shows a um, uh, inability to behave in an acceptable manner. It, uh, according to the government, shows that you're a risk to national security, and they will uh, 
deny you a clearance. The disruptive and violent behavior can also be uh, manifested in a fight. If you get in a argument at work, a heated argument, and it's in front of uh, coworkers, or you use foul language, um, that can result in an allegation under guideline E for disruptive behavior. If you uh, tell your boss where to go in a heated exchange, or you call your boss a uh, derogatory name, uh, that's disrespectful in the workplace, that can result in a guideline E personal conduct allegation. So this um, guideline is, I call it the trash can of the directive because everything is thrown into this. If they can't pigeonhole your behavior to a drug allegation or an alcohol allegation or an emotional or psychological allegation, the government frequently looks for a way to classify your behavior as uh, inappropriate behavior or disruptive behavior under guideline E, and they uh, they bring a statement of reasons to revoke your clearance for that. Moving ahead, another area is a pattern of dishonesty or rule violations. And we see this frequently in uh, alcohol cases where I represent people that have multiple drunk driving charges. And of course it comes out under the criminal guideline of alcohol abuse and consumption, but uh, the government just for good measure will also uh, include it in the guideline E. So an individual has uh, three or four DUIs and he'll get charged uh, criminally under guideline G, alcohol consumption. We're gonna talk about that again. We've talked about it once before and many of you had questions so it comes under guideline G, alcohol, but then you'll see it again restated under guideline E, personal conduct. So what we're getting at here is uh, there's so many different variations of behavior that you have to respond to. And you have to be really involved in this response. It's not a one or two page type document like some FSOs will have you do. It's not something you can do by yourself. Your, your clearance and your job is important. So I hope you'll give us a call. I want to uh, bring up one other area and alert you to it that's very important uh, under guideline E. And that is when some of you have undocumented uh, aliens or people living with you in your residence. Usually it's family members and people call me and say, do I have a problem? I have a security clearance, but my brother or sister came from Mexico or uh, some other country and they're living with me and they're, they're, Ill, they're in the United States illegally. And that's a huge problem. So that creates a security concern. You cannot live with uh, people that are not in the country legally. You shouldn't be dating them, entering into social relationships with them. If you do, it's a reportable incident that you've got to report to your security officer, but it'll give rise to uh, you showing poor judgment by allowing a undocumented illegal immigrant uh, in your residence. And you just simply don't want to do that. Um, again, if you have questions about that or who you're associating with, 
Some people have called and said, my husband has a uh, criminal record. It's a felony record. Is that going to be a problem? And the answer is yes, it could very well be a problem, but I need more information. But that's something you'd want to call me about at 800-481-2526. You are required to live a very, very conservative uh, life when you have a security clearance. And um, the security clearance is not a constitutional right. It's a privilege that can be removed from you. And when you lose your clearance, as many of you know, you're going to lose your position, either civilian or military. All officers in the military have to be clearance eligible and possess a security clearance. When they do something that gives rise to a statement of reasons or a letter of intent, a LOI, their security clearance is about to be yanked. And if that happens, uh, they've got serious problems uh, under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Uh, and also they can be ad out. So you want to be very careful. Well, I hope this uh, introduction has been helpful to you about guideline E. Uh, there are mitigating factors. You can mitigate all of these allegations that I've covered with the right evidence and also by utilizing experts. And uh, speaking of experts, we are experts in this area and we're ready to help you across the United States. So if you have questions, give me a call. I hope this has been beneficial. Thank you very much.